Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. We're in Los Angeles. Nick Foles did it again. The Eagles beat the Rams 30-23. to uh, This is not the way I thought this was going to go. I was pretty open about that. This I, I said to somebody after the game, this felt the most like they did. This felt more like last year's team than any other game this season. What did I tell you? What did <laughs> I tell you, Zach? Not that I was being optimistic, but I've seen Nick Foles do this before. I've seen this movie, and... Like you said, this did really feel like last year's bunch. Um, really, from from the opening drive yeah. on, it, uh, Nick Foles was fantastic in the first half. Led three scoring drives. Led three scoring drives in the uh, third quarter too. He was ten of ten that quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a situation where you were fearing the worst, hoping for the best, and you got. Almost the best. I mean, really, th- this couldn't have played out better for the Eagles unless maybe they would have, you know, blown a, uh, blown the Rams out. Sean McVay's considered uh, one of the best offensive minds in the game. He's the guy that everybody wants a duplicate of for their team as a head coach. This young, awesome offensive guy. Jim Schwartz, beating him twice. Yeah. Not once, twice. Outcoached him once, twice. So I think there's a lot that you could take away from this. The Eagles have a little bit over 30% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, just when you think they're done, bam. Man, and it's like Nick Foles, he obviously wasn't perfect, but he he just like did the things that you expect out of him. And uh, and there's just like so many Nick Folesy Nick Foles moments. I called it the, he had the Nick Folesiest Nick Foles throw ever. I think it was in the third quarter where he kind of, he was about to get just Hit. I think it was Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron I believe Donald. it was. No, no, it was, and it was a uh, Sue. He he said it in the press conference. It was Sue. He's like, somebody asked him what he saw, and he's like, I saw the Domicon Sue coming at me. So I, he threw it up in the air, and it was like the weirdest. Like I've never seen a play like that where two guys had to come back to the ball. They were both wide open, and Alshon came down with it. It was like a basketball play. I mean, it was a pretty. It was a turning point, almost honestly. Like it, it was a fifty-yard gain. I, I believe they scored at the end of that drive. Wendell Smallwood. Um, but it's just like. I mean, every time you you count him out, I mean, he had shown he had given the only reason he had given that he could do this is that he's done something similar before. But based on the evidence of this season, there was no reason to think that they would come out and beat a team that has been one of the best teams in the NFL this year, and they just outplayed them in pretty much all facets. I mean, when you look at Nick Foles' stats, you know they don't jump off the page. They don't yeah. jump off the page, but you think about it, they had some really early down. Um, runs for touchdowns. Wendell Smallwood, like you said, had two <clears throat> really powerful runs, and then Josh Adams had his. And I think, you know, with Nick, 
and I'll probably get blasted for this. I think with Nick, when he's a, able to take the chances that he does, he lofts a lot of passes downfield. It's really good for Alshon Jeffrey, but it's also really good for the running game because you have to be wary of, hey, Nick's going to throw some ducks downfield, but he's got the type of receivers that can make plays on those types of balls. And you have, excuse me, you have to respect that. And I think that freed up the running game a little bit. I, I mean, what what stood out to you most about Nick Foles' performance tonight? I mean, he, I don't know, he was just, ma- he was making, he was running the offense, you know, there was, a, there was definitely, he brought, whether it was because he was in there or the, they were got up for this game and there was a lot of fans in the crowd, but the offense just felt like it had a boost of energy. Like, it, they were just flowing, they were moving, like it, I don't know, man, it, it just like, it looked like they did last year, like that's just, I, I know maybe it's just Nick Foles' presence because he didn't have any like the amazing Super Bowl level throws that he had necessarily, but he didn't really make many mistakes. There were some bad throws, but they they were like bad in a way that like they weren't going to get picked off kind of thing. Like there was some bad screen pass. There was one that almost got picked off that would have been costly, but it didn't. Like that's just right. Nick Foles has the best luck in the world. Like that's just the reality. Like there's something about him. He has good juju, uh, but. I don't know. It's just something about the way he just galvanized his team. Like you could just feel it. And the guys kind of, kind of half admitted it after the game. They're like, I mean, we we had energy that we needed. Like he brought like a swagger that we needed. I don't know. I don't think they were necessarily taking a shot at Carson, but I mean, this this looked like the offense that we've been waiting for them to have, and it was right out of the gate because they scoring on the first drive, even if it was only a field goal, that was a big step for them. Yeah, they scored on three of their first four drives too. Uh, they only had four drives in the first half and they scored on two, three of them. I mean, it's, that's pretty good. You know, you, you, you ask for that type of stuff. And I think you look at uh, Fletcher Cox had to leave the game. Josh Adams left the game twice. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were still able to, you know, <coughs> excuse me. They were still able to kind of just keep going. I mean, this team is proven to be resilient. I mean, it's seven and seven. When you look at the injuries they have, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of impressive. I mean, the season hasn't been what you've wanted it to be, but they've kept fighting. We've never sensed any bit of quit from this team. Um, you know, you read about other teams where guys are joking around in the locker room after a loss or doing anything. That's not the Eagles. That's that's not them. So I think that's something to take away. This team's not done. They're going to have a very tough road ahead because they still need to beat. The- they need stuff to happen. Yeah, they need stuff to have. It's not all in their control. Yeah. They they're going to control the controllables. That's what they, they want to do. But like, you know, they're the they really is, like the the idea of a team controlling their own destiny. They kind of don't. I mean, every well, every team does. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of out of their. I mean, they need they can't lose the last two games. Like that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, here, let's talk about a couple plays. Like we already talked about a couple plays, but defense. They forced a few turnovers. That uh-huh. probably was the difference in the game. And the defense was pretty stellar the entire game. They kind of wore down a little bit towards the end, but they helped. I mean. That last drive, I mean, they they stopped, they stopped Goff. They they kept them in bounds. Like it, it was like pitcher perfect. I mean, they got pretty close and they defended that last play really well. Uh, I don't think Goff was ready for what Jim Schwartz threw at him. Fletcher Cox was pretty dominant, even though he came out of the game and uh, and uh, was injured. But uh, the one Jared Goff uh, turnover in particular was like so oh, bad. Yeah, with Camus. He he was getting hit by Camus. Yeah. Well, first he tripped on the offensive lineman. He was uh, getting, and he started getting hit by Camus, and for some reason he thought it would be a good idea to try and throw it still. I don't know where he was trying to throw it or what that thought process was there, and it went right into Corey Graham's hands. Right, Corey Graham, right? Yep. So that's two straight weeks with interceptions for that guy. And uh, 
I mean, just the timing of that. Like, when when was that one exactly? I'll look that up. But I mean, just t- the defense is. They have tonight, eight like. turnovers in the last. Uh, yeah, most four of them have come in in the last four games. Yeah. So you know, like that's something to take away from all of this. I think you know turnovers come in bunches. Uh, I'm going to save this more for my positional thing, but Avante Maddox deserves a ton of credit. I mean, he's played nickel. He's played free safety. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was a standout on special teams as a gunner, and now he's playing outside. And I don't remember if he even allowed a catch. I... He might have allowed one. I mean, my, our press box seats were right in front yeah, of like not a great view. You couldn't see the twenty-five to thirty-five, so maybe he he let a, allowed like a small screen. But um, he had a phenomenal night. I thought Rasul Douglas tackled well. He had the one give up, um, the big gain to the one-yard line that eventually led to a touchdown. They handled, you know, they handled Todd Gurley pretty well in this game. Um, you know, overall, I thought the defense played very very well. I thought. Um, Jim Schwartz coached a very good game. All right, let, let, let's jump into positions now. Let's um, do it. We so, talked a little bit about Wentz. We, we can elaborate on, on him a little bit now, just specifically performance. You know, some that that Alshon throw, he just heaved it up, and I mean it was risky. He didn't. If he had thrown it farther, it would have been a touchdown. But I mean, he was he had a dude bearing down on him. But I mean, he kept he kept his poise, which is the most impressive part about his performance, honestly. Yeah, I, I think Nick did what he needed to do, right? And yeah, I. You, with Nick, you don't expect that Super Bowl performance every single game. It's just too much. He actually played, you know, for a guy that's high variance, I thought he played pretty, just above average. I would say, his, so he finished 24 of 31, 270 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. It's kind of a misnomer because two of the drives, he got them all the way down to like within the 10 and then Wendell Smallwood punched it in. So, I mean, that's he get, deserves credit for that. It's not really a zero touchdown win interception night, I think. It he was just six scoring drives. Yeah, I mean, he only had seven incompletions. The one interception, he had one that probably should have been an interception, and he had a couple bad, like, screen passes. But other than that, he was pretty much on the money. He had to, he had a good player. Like, one of his first throws was a Dallas Goddard. It was down the sideline. It was really good, and that kind yeah, of got him into throw. a groove. Uh, I mean, he's always been a guy that he needs to get into a groove, and he didn't get into a groove those first two games, then he was pulled out. And this week, he came out, he had a pretty good game, and... I mean, we don't know what the status is of Carson Wentz for next week. If I'm guessing right now, I would say Nick Foles probably starts. And I think he's probably going into that game with more confidence than he had going into this one. Yeah, I mean, we brought it up on the on the preview show that, you know, I thought that this was going to be a big game for Alshon because I just felt like Carson, uh, Nick's strengths fit his strengths. They're both basketball players at heart. Um, Nick's very good at lobbing passes. And allowing his bigger receivers to go up and get him. Uh, Carson's more of like a fastball thrower. He's, you know, more direct. He wants to get the ball there as quickly as possible. Um, Really hasn't taken a ton of shots downfield. So I thought that Nick could be that guy. And you saw Nick struggle when he didn't have Alshon in those first two games. And I think, you know, again, Nelson Aguilar was kind of an afterthought. But I thought Alshon kind of... You know, they used Golden Tate relatively well in, in spots. Um, but again, this game was about Alshon. Yeah. Me. You know, it's two receivers now because uh, eight of eight, eight catches, eight targets, 160 yards. He told me two weeks ago he has the best hands in the league. Today he looked like he had the best hands in the league. I mean, the guy was pulling balls out of the air, out of nowhere. He is a guy that's not going to bring you a lot of speed and yards after the catch, but they used him so well in this game. He They used him on a screen where – 
He had to use basically his strength and power and run over dudes. He's a guy that if you have him go up and get it in like a 50-50 ball, the only other guy that I would trust more is maybe Julio Jones. Um, to br- Maybe A.J. Green. But, the, but like those three guys, I think that's Jeffrey's big strength. And I think Jeffrey's poised for... I look those. Te- I don't mean to look too far ahead, but those Texans corners are very small, and they're not. They are very light because they like them that way. And uh, Alshon could eat for the rest of the season if we're. I mean, you know. just look at the the last three games he's played with Nick Foles: NFC Championship, the Super Bowl, and this game. Like that's the three biggest games. Those of are three career. of the best receiver performances in like team history. Like, but but like you look at it, but like if we're looking at it even objectively, those are the three most important games of his career, yeah. and he delivered right. Alshon, there's this misnomer that Alshon's not like that. There's I don't want to say that people think that he's not a big part of the offense, but like that he's not a number one receiver. But every single time his number's called in a big game, he, the dude he steps comes up. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, somebody I do want to talk about that I think is the reason partially why they won this game. Sheldon Gibson, you know, came in, had a wrist injury. I'm being facetious. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Wait, where is he going with yeah, this? Yeah, I didn't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, you pointed out I, I didn't even think about Aguilar, but he, I thought he was going to be pretty involved, and he wasn't. They. Tate, it seemed like, got more of the looks in the slot. He did. Um, and five I thought, catches, five targets, 43 yards. And I thought they used him really well. They, before, when they were forcing him to, to do all these screens and stuff, here they allowed him to run a route, and then he got some a short route and get some yardage after it. I, he was very tough. There was that one, uh, it was third and 12, and they got it to him, and it was they ended up punting because they only got 11 yards off of it, but I thought he ran the route really well. I thought him and Nick looked like they had some cohesion. Um, look, this wide receiver group is talented. It's just like they haven't been, how, some of the guys haven't been used right, some of the chemistry's been off. Nick gives them kind of a fresh start. We'll see where they go from here. Yeah, uh, tight end, it was one of Zach Ertz's lesser games, three catches. Seven targets, 22 yards. The interception came because Wentz was trying to... Not Wentz. <laughs> See, Wentz was trying to Second force time you've done it, I wasn't going to correct you. Until you <laughs> Did I do that before? Yeah, you said... Yeah, we talked about... Eh, whatever. <laughs> you can go Foles, back. Uh, but Foles tried forcing it into him. They were in the red zone. It came after they had one of their turnovers. Like, yeah, first. he just didn't... He didn't and see it, it was a bad throw. Um, I didn't... I think it only turned into a field goal, so it didn't come back to bite them as much as right. it could have. I would so so. Here's what I would say about that. I don't think it was a bad throw; it was a bad decision. Yeah. Okay. Like he didn't. He could have gotten like that was perfect on the ball to Ertz. He just had his route jumped because he didn't see that there was underneath coverage. Um, look, the keep to a really good corner. Didn't um, have a great game. <laughs> did not have a great game when he was covering up. On that play, he was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was able to get that pick, yet yeah, didn't come back to bite him that much. Um, Dallas Goddard had the beautiful catch early on. Didn't didn't get targeted much later, but I, I think they the offense was kind of going in the direction of Alshon the rest of the way. And they, right. they run the ball quite a bit. Yeah, they actually ran the ball quite a bit, let's see, 15, 18, 20 times. Um and, and we can touch on the running backs now. I mean, Wendell Smallwood was the story of the running back group this time. I mean, he, he's it's he's almost like a punchline now. Like he starts playing, like oh, I guess Wendell Smallwood's playing again for some reason. And then he he had a, a maybe the best most important game of his career for sure. Ten carries, forty eight yards, the two touchdowns. They were both pretty good runs. He like broke a tackle on one of them. And and that's the thing about this 
this was kind of like last year with the running backs. Like if a guy was playing well, they they went to the hot hand and they were able to. It would be a different guy almost every game, or it'd be two guys every game. This year, it, they didn't really they haven't really had that as much where they can go to three different guys. It had mostly been all Josh Adams, and before that, it was a whole lot of nobody doing doing a lot of stuff. And Darren Sproles had a 17 yard run early in the game that was pretty big. Josh Adams, he had a touchdown, but it wasn't his best game. 15 carries, 28 yards. I don't know how banged up he was. Uh, we, you and I have talked about this. They kind of keep trying to force him in as their goal line back, and I don't think that's in his yeah, skill set, at least at this point. I would use Darren Sproles in that role personally. He's uh, kind of sneaky good on the goal line because he gets leverage, and and he, I mean, if you look at his stats, he's actually really good at that. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of – what's your takeaway for the running so, backs? So, with Smallwood – I've always kind of thought he's a complimentary piece. Like, when the spotlight's on him, he does not play well. Yeah, yeah, when nobody's expecting him to when play When nobody's well. expecting him to come in. Like, there have been games this year where, oh, oh God, Smallwood's coming into the game. I mean, it started off like they were like, well, why are they giving him the ball again? Right. Yeah. And, you know, he played well. He averaged 4.8 yards a carry. He did everything they asked him to do. Um, something that I need, think needs to be brought up. Darren Sproles is so much better at blitz pickup than any uh, one of these running backs. There were times in this game where he saved Nick Foles' life. Like, really, it, I mean, it was it was a very impressive game for Darren Sproles when he wasn't touching the football. And you know what? I'm going to say it again. I was completely wrong. I thought he was kind of an afterthought. He has brought something to this team over the last couple of weeks. He's been an important part of the offense, yeah. Right. He's kind of breathed new life into this offense. Now, that said, yes, Josh Adams did not have his best game tonight. But that's going to happen, right? He's a rookie. Yeah, you're going to have these type of games. That said, though, I get the vibe he plays better at home. I know that sounds like really weird, but it seems like he really gets up for home games. I think he could have a bounce back week next week. But let's talk about the offensive line because I thought they were phenomenal tonight. They didn't give up a single sack, three quarterback hits. Uh, it f- it felt like there were more hits than that because it seemed like Foles was getting hit quite a bit. Foles, at least Donald was in his face a lot because that dude's well, a I mean, freak. Well, I mean, he's the best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the offensive line. I mean, on the the Sproles run, seventeen yard run, like everybody was blocking their guys. Stephen Wisniewski was down up the field with him. Wiz, he he didn't have any like bad plays, which. We kind of thought he was going to be a weak point in this game because Sayamala was decent this year, at least. He's yeah. better than Wiz was. Wiz had a couple of moments where he was, like, thrown to the ground, like, manhandled, but they didn't affect the pressure of yeah. the play. But Lane Johnson and Jason Peters had pretty good games. Yeah, Jason Peters, I think this was his best game this season, just based on what I could see when, you know, the portable wasn't blocking my view. <laughs> um, look... Jason Kelsey is a guy that we really need to talk about because Jason Kelsey is a guy that does not typically do very well against bigger defensive tackles. He faced uh, Ndamukong Sue. He faced Aaron Donald at times in this game and came out on top. I mean, look, there were some bad QB hits on Nick Foles. There were. That said, Nick stood in the pocket. He's a guy that can take that. He's very good at that. He's kind of it's the kind of like Rocky Balboa esque. Right. Like, Rocky, he'll stand in there and take the punches, but he'll, then he'll land his punches. Like, he, he really is the Rocky of this city, right? You, you know what's <laughs> funny is, like, so I made a joke about this, and it didn't do as well as I thought it would, but I still think it's it's it's. True. Oh, no way that happened. Yeah. I, I said something <laughs> like, if it, like, somebody asked me, like, should we be worried, like, Nick Foles might leave next year, like, what he does for this offense and everything? 
And I just said, well, I think that if this was 1836, I'd be covering a like a, uh, a witch trial because Nick's magic. That's what he is. I mean, like that. It's just like there's something about him. There's a vibe. There's a when the when it's prime. It's a prime. He's great in primetime games. I believe he's like. Nine and one or ten and one in his last yeah the 10 Oakland to 11. games the only the Oakland and the Atlanta games are the only two games that I can really recall where I didn't think he played very well but he he's, there was still the magic I mean you had the Keanu Neal thing with his knee or with the Raiders the the late interception I mean the magic play this time was throwing it up and Alshon coming down with it somehow like, I mean he was like. I, I'll get one he, of them. He, uh, yeah, he literally like. I mean, I wonder. I, I don't even know if he saw them down there, honestly, because the way he, the Sue was coming down on him, like he literally was like, "Okay." The play looked like it was for Nelson. Yeah, I mean, they both. I was kind of. Everybody was probably a little bit worried. Like, are they going to run into each other I right now? Because it looked like they were both going for it, and then Alshon, <laughs> and then Alshon came down with it. I mean, that was a that was an awesome. Alshon's really good, man. But speaking of really good, you know yeah, who's defense. really good tonight? The defensive line, and not yeah. just Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, not just Brandon, not uh, Trevon Hester actually made a huge play in the backfield on Todd Gurley in the second quarter. Hey, Haloti Nada had a pass deflection. Yeah, and he almost had a sack too. He made Jared Goff throw away the ball. It was in the third quarter because I remember specifically yelling, "Oh, Nada!" I feel like <laughs> forgot he exists. Yeah, yeah. Um, they gave. Uh, Deshaun Hall, some snaps. Yeah, he was playing quite a bit, especially early on. He he was getting the Josh Sweat first half snaps pretty much. Yeah, um, patented. Yeah, patented. Uh, but uh, patented. Michael Bennett had two more quarterback hits. Fletcher Cox had two, and a, he had a pretty big sack. Chris Long had a pretty big pass breakup that almost went for. Yeah, he had he had two QB hits. Uh, yeah, I mean the defensive line they were they were pretty dumb. I mean Todd Gurley only had forty eight rushing yards. Man, the Rams franchise must hate Chris yeah, Long. Yeah. Chris Long, like his entire tenure, saw like their their entire tenure there, they were terrible. And then now, every time he plays the Rams, the Rams just play horribly. Um, but yeah, Chris, it, it, there's something to be said about a bunch of like plus thirty dudes, a defensive end, which is a position that doesn't necessarily age well. Um, just kicking some butt, man. They they they're pressure city. Um, Michael Bennett is so good, man. Michael Bennett, it's incredible, man. He's got like the fountain of youth or something. But uh, I thought Brandon Graham did pretty well. Um, they're they, just solid, all, and they're they were good pretty much through the whole game. They did well against the run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They only gave 48 rushing yards to Todd Gurley. Uh, linebackers, I don't know if they necessarily stood out. I mean, Camus uh, made that good play. I mean, it was kind of handed to him. He tripped in front of him, but uh, line, I mean, they didn't do anything egregiously bad either, which is a good thing. So let me say this about Camus, because I, I, I haven't acknowledged it the last couple of games, and by the time it's been relevant, it, it's just not relevant anymore, but he's really improved as a tackler over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been in really good spots. He hasn't been an issue, is all I'll say. Yeah. But, and I thought Nigel Bradham played a pretty decent game, and he's kind of had it rough over the last couple of weeks. Nathan Gary had a nice play. They're linebackers or whatever, but the linebackers are so unimportant to this defense. Like, I don't think Jim Schwartz has had, like, a legit, like, three-down, really good linebacker since Keith Bullock. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, it's one of those. I wonder. Yeah, DeAndre Levy's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, cornerbacks. This was Rizul Douglas. I didn't even, until I looked at the stats just before, he had 14 tackles. 
Yeah, he's been racking up those Man, tackles. Man, some of those tackles are huge, too. Yeah, you know, sometimes you look at tackles and you say to yourself, well, that's not a good thing. Yeah, it could be a bad thing a lot of the time. He allowed one big pass. Uh, it was mostly short yardage passes, though. Right. He's a guy that's, re- again, you talk about improving as a tackler. I think Rasul Douglas is a starting cornerback on this team next year. I think I think you can trust him. I think Jim Schwartz has learned to praise him a little bit. Same with Peterson. There, look, this team, we've talked about it before. This team's being put in a position where they have to find depth for the long term. And I think Rasul Douglas has kind of stepped up to the challenge. He's been really, really good the last four games. Uh, so if it's him and Jalen Mills with Crib on LeBlanc or, or Avante Maddox inside, I think you feel kind of comfortable. People are going to say, no, we need to draft the cornerback. <laughs> um, sure. I, I think they should draft a cornerback at some point, but I don't think maybe the third round. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, man, I'm going to get so much hate in the, in the comments, but I want it. Um, I just think, like, Rasul's played very well. And Sidney Jones I have my concerns about, but Rasul's played well. Jalen Mills will come back. Trust me, he's going to be a starting cornerback next year because that's what Jim Schwartz likes. Uh, let's talk about Craven LeBlanc. So he had a scary moment where he he got te- evaluated for a head injury, but before that he was making some really good plays and coverage. He's been kind of a really cool story over the last couple of weeks. Underrated college player, but didn't really do that well with the Bears. Didn't do really all that well with the Lions. Comes here, he's finding his defense. He's exactly what Jim Schwartz wants in an and his personality fits this, this locker oh, absolutely. room perfectly too. Absolutely. Um, so the other guy, we brought him up earlier. Vontae Maddox. I, we have got to talk about him. His first Maddox. game back, too. Like, you and I talked, uh, I think, on the preview pod about how I was curious to see if they limited his snaps. I, I would be surprised if he took, didn't play every snap. I mean, so he was targeted. Like, they went after him a couple of times. Well, he played. He started on the outside, by the way, which right, he had right. never done with, in the NFL. Right. He did that he, in college. Yeah, he did. But in NFL, he started as a slot corner, started at safety, went back to slot, he got injured for a few weeks. Then he played on the outside as, as like Malcolm Jenkins, like Malcolm Jenkins loves him. You could, there's like a video of uh, him celebrating. Him. Yeah. And like, and Malcolm's like, we're, it's not like we're like sugarcoating it for him. Like we're, th- we're throwing everything at him and he's handling it. Like that, that's the most impressive, even beyond his play, the most impressive part is that he's a rookie who they throw stuff at him and he handles it. Like it's, it's no, it's nothing. Like he's just, he's so for a fourth round pick, a guy who they weren't planning on playing much this year. I don't think he's like, one of the stories of the season for this team. You know what's cool? It's cool when the secondary guys in the secondary know who you are, but when the defensive line's praising you the way he was praised after this game, Fletcher Cox goes, he's a little guy, I like to give him a hard time, but he's got the heart of a giant. Like, that's that's some pretty good praise. From like yeah. The, you know, uh, Chris Long praised him. Uh, I, I asked Doug Peterson during his press conference about him, and he said, you know, he's able to play multiple roles. He, he trusts the coaching staff. I just think this guy is, you know, you talk about having the, I think this is the lowest number of draft picks they had in several years this season. And you come away with Dallas Goddard and, and Avante Maddox, and I think you feel pretty good about this draft class. Plus you got Josh Adams, an undrafted guy. Let's get to safety really quick. Corey Graham, you mentioned the interceptions. Uh, you know, he's got two straight games. The he's played a lot better the last couple of weeks. Malcolm Jenkins, what more is it? I think he's the best strong safety in the league. Uh, made some stops in there. Kicker, 
Jake Elliott made a 50-something yarder, right? 51? 51. He looked great those first three quarters. I was so ready to praise him, and then and he, he missed, mi- missed the one at the end. Luckily, didn't, didn't wind up costing them, luckily, yeah. Uh, we'll, cap boy. It. we'll cap it on, on the chosen Man, he, he, one. That, that, one, chosen that one, one punny I was amazing. He had two inside, really yeah, good punts. Yeah, the inside the five one. Yeah, he is – look, this he's consi- he's found a consistency, and I think that's what's cool. But also, he's a physical presence, man. That guy was yeah. – so in the, in the fumble, pile, yeah. Yeah, in the fumble that I guess Trey uh, Sullivan... Yeah, the punt return. We didn't mention that, but yeah. Yeah. The, the last turnover of the game, special teams came up big. Uh, the, the returner fumbled it. His name escapes me. Doesn't really matter. DJ Alexander recovered it. DJ Alexander recovered it. Special teams ace. Good stuff. Johnson goes to get into the pile. And I don't know who 53 is on the Rams, but Johnson was celebrating, like, just like, you know, like, harmless... And but he was right in 53's face, and fi- probably accidentally, and 53 shoved him, and then Johnston kind of went back into his face, and I go, wow, because you know I talked to his punting coach, and he go, he said his toughness comes from the fact that he grew up knocking the crap out of other people, you know that Australian football is hardcore, and Johnston is hardcore. On that note, um. Now we only have one redhead to talk about. If Carson's not in the lineup, we have to talk I mean, about Cam Johnston, right? <laughs> I mean, until they declare Wentz out for the season, he's going to be a looming topic because if he can come back, then they'll probably put him back in the lineup. Um, that's a topic for our next podcast. But, uh, I mean, and then real quick, so the the Saints and Panthers play on Monday night. If the Panthers win, then the Eagles are still in kind of perilous position because then they don't have a tiebreaker with the Vikings or Panthers. The Vikings won on Sunday. Um, the Eagles, you know, the, the, the least they can do is go, go one and one and the other teams go oh and two, that would be the lowest, but the more likely they might have to win those last two games still to make it. Yeah. Um, and you feel good about this Texans game a little bit more now because you saw that the Jets played them pretty tight and, you know, obviously the Eagles beat the second best team in the NFC West, well, in the, the NFC West champions two times. Um, Two times. They already had the hats out at the airport. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the the Vikings play the Lions in Detroit next week, and then they play the Bears, who are going to be trying to hold on to that third seed or possibly sneak Get into second, that second yeah. seed. Um, the So the, the Panthers play the Saints, Saints twice. twice, and then they play, I think... I'm blanking. I'm blanking on who that... It's somebody not that good. Well, you didn't really limit. <laughs> uh, like, um... Huh. Who do they play? Pulling it up right now. Sorry, I know this isn't very interesting podcast uh, stuff as we... Oh, so do you still think the Eagles go 7-9? and nine? They're 7-7 seven uh, and seven right now. No, they'll probably go 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have them winning the Rams game, so... There you go. Um, so we're changing minds here. They're playing the Falcons. Is the other okay, game. they play the Falcons. I think the Falcons could po- potentially win that game too. Uh, they whoop the pants off. The Panthers the, don't the look Cardinals. for. It. I mean, we'll find out what this Panthers team is tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. Here. I don't think this Panthers team is a threat. I think it's the Vikings, and that's pretty much yeah. it. The Panthers should have lost the Eagles too. I mean, both the, of those. The Vikings. Are, the Vikings winning this week makes things a little tougher. Yeah. Um. And honestly, it looked like they were going to give that game away. Yeah. But I do think they lose to the Bears. And so if the Eagles can win out, then 
like it, it, best case scenario, right, is the Texans. I mean, the the Lions beat the Vikings, and then you kind of know what you're what you're up against. You're yeah. up against. Um, but then again, we return to one o'clock games next week. I'm very excited about that because <laughs> I don't know how many more of these late nights. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it's what it's it's three o'clock, three a.m. East Coast time. <laughs> yeah, so. Got to write. <laughs> yeah, we got some writing to do. Anyway, um, yeah. Read, also, read all our stuff in the morning. It'll be up by the time you wake up. Yeah, uh, we got some great stuff from uh, Avante Maddox. We got some great stuff from Chris Long. Great stuff on Nick Foles and and Doug Peterson, and we're stoked about it. We're stoked. All right. Well, uh, one on that note, we'll have another podcast later this week. Uh, if something crazy happens, there will be an emergency one. You never know at this team, but uh, but uh, probably not. But yeah, we'll have the preview. We'll have. Next week, they'll be back home. Big game against the Texans. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the major apps. Leave us a comment, and thanks for listening.